Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to what is episode 30 of the Gen 30. X Grown Up Podcast. That's right. I am John. You just heard Mo. How's it going? It's doing good, man. And George is here. Yes, sir. How you doing? Uh, you said last time, George, it's like a thing we do now. Right you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something that seems to be a regular part of our week. And you hear that number, and that's only half, because remember, there's a backtrack every other week. So, man, we are stacking them up. What a back catalog. A glorious time to become a Gen X Grown Up fan. You can go with the back catalog. I guess one of the things I don't understand is, you know, we have 30 episodes plus, right? And, yep. you know, a thing like, you know, a little one like Serial, how many do they have, really? Yeah, you know, they've only got like 20 episodes. From a quantity standpoint, I think we totally do better than them. Maybe we need to murder somebody in order to <laughs> move into their <laughs> echelon. Wow, that just really got dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they, they don't actually kill people on the show, Serial. That's, they just oh, talk about murder, oh, so it's different. That's why I need to listen to that one. I don't bother so listening confusing. to it because ours is so much better. There's no point in listening. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Ah, fair point. We have a lot of great topics to get into, but before we do, favorite part of the show, always fourth listener email, and we have an email from fourth listener Michael. Woohoo! Michael writes in to say, I know how much you all like video games from the classics to the newer games on Steam. Us. Huh. Yeah, us. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this video recently about Hado World Cup in Japan, who's hosting an AR, which is augmented reality, video game tournament. What? Basically, the team of three get to throw energy balls at each other and create shields for defense. He said it's basically a high-tech dodgeball sans the virtual wrenches. So, <laughs> <laughs> you can dodge a virtual wrench, dodge a virtual ball. So I have to ask you, how do you all feel about AR or VR games? Have you played any? And if so, what games? So I'm going to start with Mo, who I know has dabbled a bit uh, through yeah. his work connections, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. We definitely mess with a bunch of AR stuff. Uh, we have like, I mean, there's stuff for the iPhone. That's the AR. And then there's also that thing, Microsoft. Oh, shit, I forgot the name of it. But they have like it's a HoloLens or something. HoloLens, yeah, yeah Hololens, which is yeah. awful. Which is terrible. <laughs> it's so heavy. Like it gives you a headache. You wear it too long. We just lost our Microsoft sponsorship. Crap. There we go. Go. It moved over to cereal. <laughs> yeah, we yeah to cereal. They definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's way early in the technology. That's just the way I think. And I don't think mm-hmm. anybody has found like a really, really good use for it yet. What about you, George? I played that game that was the precursor to the Pokemon Go craze, the one that it was built on, uh, and now I can't remember the name of it. But, but it's augmented, augmented reality, reality on your phone game. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. it's where you would go around and you would capture portals and yes, keys yes. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, that yep. was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one because what I found that it did was it got me out of my house, so to speak, and took me to different places in my town that I hadn't been before that turned out to be really neat or interesting. It you know, brought me to new landmarks that I had never seen, or it brought me to new restaurants that I had never tried. That was really fun. So I thought that was a really neat use of AR. I can't say I've done much with the virtual reality games more than, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the day, like Dave and Buster's would have these huge VR rigs where the goggles would be on this big boom bar that would hang mm-hmm, over right. you and yeah, attach yeah, yeah. and you would spin around. Those kinds of things I've done here and there just at like trade shows or Dave and Buster's stuff, they never that good. Yeah. I don't know. They're not as engrossing as you see in some of the movies that we've watched or things. So they always <laughs> kind like, of fall uh, short of Hollywood. Kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. until they reach the standard that we've seen in movies, which they may never reach, it's just not going to be as fun. Mm. I haven't done much beyond, uh, like when I got my new phone, you get a free 
it's not an Oculus, but it's Oculus manufactured thing you can snap your phone into, right, you know? Yeah. I tried a couple of games. I shot some zombies and I, it was like an old West town full of monsters and zombies. And uh, I rolled the, you know, the roller coaster, the obligatory ride the roller coaster on your VR phone. And I, I probably agree with Mo though. I, I have nothing is broken in the way I play games now, which is how I feel about all of AR and VR. It's like, there's a great way to interact with the world now that's called a screen keyboard and mouse. Right. And that works great. <laughs> and it works, right? <laughs> yeah, you introduce this extra technology because it's new and cutting edge. Again, air quotes that work great on the podcast. Uh, it just, it doesn't fix a problem that I have and it just adds more complexity. So I end up finding that it uh, it's, it's a novelty. It's cool to look at. I'm like, ooh, that was awesome. Yeah, exactly. And now let's get this thing out of this weird hood so I can, my face can breathe and let's go back to the way I do yeah. it now. And I think so. we can kind of tell that it's you interesting. guys are right about that being a novelty because what's the one thing that kind of holds true if a technology is really going to grab hold? The previous generation will eschew it and say, oh, we don't really need that, blah, blah, blah. But the newer generation will latch on tight and start pushing it. And that has not yeah. happened with and this. Not. Like until they can get the next generation to really buy in deep on this stuff, I don't think you're going to see it being as prolific. Yeah, I think the other uh, kind of true test of a new technology is: has the porn industry used it yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, George, have they? Yes, they have. And I hate that I actually know the answer to that. <laughs> I, just, I knew you would. <laughs> Yes, they actually have. There's oh, been documentaries yeah. produced where they've not only done the VR thing, but they've actually incorporated, I'm going to say for the lack of a better term, tools that enhance the experience. <laughs> Peripherals. <laughs> equipment. Peripherals. <laughs> so, yeah, they have adopted it, but it hasn't grabbed a hold of that whole area of media, I guess, would be the right term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Hey, Mike, thanks for writing in. Mike yeah. actually concludes by saying thanks again for the podcast and the videos. It's a great way for me to keep up with what's happening in the geek world. Hope you all had a great Dragon Con. So, Mike, thank you for writing in. We always appreciate our fourth listener. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, man. And with that, I think it's time to jump into the show. Woo-hoo. Money used to burn a hole in my pocket. Now it isn't even there long enough to get warm. <laughs> There's one bargain left in town. Campbell Soups. Try chicken with rice. Best parts of the chicken, fluffy rice, and two chicken stocks for extra flavor. Hello, Gen X grown-up. It's Matt Man. I'm Tommy Two Stars. And today we're going to give you a little sample of us at the Deep Fried Geeks. You can listen to us anywhere you got your favorite podcasting sites. You can always check us out, too. But we're going to give you a little sample of what we're all about with a fun little word association game that we like to play. All right, ready, Tom? I think so. Funny. Us. Topical. Us. Geeky. Uh, us. Trendy. Us. Foodies. Reese. <laughs> Loudmouth. Us. Racist. Not us. <laughs> Skinny. Definitely not us. Handsome. More than us. <laughs> Keep calm and geek out. Well, let's kick off the media section by talking about what is, of course, the most important thing coming to media anytime in the foreseeable future, which is Wreck-It Ralph 2, which is Ooh. only 55 days away at the moment we publish this bro- this podcast. And so, John, you've been counting since, what, day 400 and what? I've been, I, I don't know. No, no maybe years. day 400. He's probably been like day 7,000. <laughs> yeah, that was very close. It's the end of November, and I'm going to be, uh, so Wreck-It Ralph 2 watch is happening. Happening. Uh, we did a little video on the last trailer that came up, yeah. uh, which thankfully is the last trailer, and it's really the only trailer we needed. There was finally some plot points, and we find out what's happening in the story, and I'm excited. But as we'll j- dive into that as we get a little closer, let's let's go to you, Mo. What 
what have you been watching in the world of media? I found out about this show called The First, which I have to tell is the worst possible title of a show to try to find on like okay. searches. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it, it's like whoever came up with that, that one is that is just the wrong title. But anyway, it's pretty good. It has um <laughs> Sean Penn. It's on Hulu actually. Okay. It's about the first mission to Mars. Oh, I think I saw okay. yeah, I saw a little synopsis of this. Yeah, it's uh Sean Penn plays in it. It's it's like kind of near futureish kind of thing, but the thing is that it really like the Mars mission is just sort of in the background. It takes place all on Earth, and it's about them prepping for it, dealing with family. You know, how do you deal with family when you're going to be gone for three years? Right. <laughs> you know, and that kind of stuff. So it's really more of a drama with some science fiction, just sort of a backdrop in it. But the acting and the storyline are just freaking amazing. Hmm. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's only eight episodes, but I during the course of this week I watched them all, and it it's a Really, really excellent show. So it's less science fiction-y, you said, but does it have like science fiction elements it does, or is it really just about the people? Like you see like so okay. everyone has self-driving cars, that kind of thing. You know, it's all very – and everyone has like these glasses for viewing video and stuff. Okay. And so it's like little things like that that can remind you, oh, okay, this is the future. But it's not like sci-fi with laser beams and mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. taking off into space yeah. all the time, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good story-driven stuff. All right, very good story-driven. Yeah, so definitely recommend it. How about you, John? What else have you been watching? Yeah, well, other than uh, watching the Wreck-It Ralph two trailer, <laughs> as I already mentioned, you're going to uh, keep bringing that up, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for, 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 for the next Ralph several months, the ground into Penelope is <laughs> digging his grave. It's it's Vanellope, but that's that's fine. Vanellope, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I don't even know the term properly. I picked up on a a new show. Uh, and it relates to something we were talking about a couple of podcasts ago. We were talking about Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary about Mr. Rogers, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. There's a new mm-hmm. series that I've watched yeah. just the first episode of so far. I think they're up to two so far, but I haven't gotten the second one yet. Uh, it's called Kidding. It's starring uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I haven't seen it. I, I saw him on. He's been on the talk he show has. circuit. Yeah. Talking like. Promoting it, yeah. This is a pretty cool take on. He's he's very obviously. It's kind of a riff off of the Fred Rogers model. Jim Carrey plays this character named Mister Pickles. <laughs> Mister Pickles. <laughs> he, he's like this multi million dollar franchise. It's a kids show with like this you know a puppet show and everything. Unlike Fred Rogers, his persona is not exactly who he is. There, there's a bit of a war between his real world life and his life inside of the show. And recently when we we joined the show. It's long running. It's been going on for years and years and years. And he's older as you know, Jim Carrey is now. One of his twin sons dies in a car accident and he's dealing mm. with that and he's like super depressed and morose. But oh. then he goes on the show and of course he's Mr. Pickles and everything is great. And it's kind of this crossroads of his life. Uh, he's separated now and his family's falling apart, but he's this icon. And it's this really kind of interesting, dark take on this kid's show character, like only Jim Carrey can kind of do and be like this kind of a yeah. manic, broken clown. You've seen him kind of be shades of that mm-hmm. role before, I'm sure, in, in other stuff he's done. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. When you talk about Mr. Rogers and Jim Carrey, I'm like, that doesn't go together at all. Well, he's doing a great job with it so far. Just the first <laughs> one I've seen. It's one of those things like it's almost like Emmy bait. The struggle mm. internally and the, he's acting the hell out of it. He's doing a great job. I don't know where it's going, but I saw it and I wanted to mention it to you because <laughs> it has potential, I think. It really does. 
All right. Oh, cool. Well, it sounds interesting, if nothing else. George, how about you? What have you been consuming in the media realm? Well, I got stupid and decided to watch another Dwayne Johnson movie. He could do no wrong. That's fine. Well, <laughs> you would think. However, <laughs> okay. let's take one of the most muscular, virile action stars of the current generation, and let's chop his leg off and see how he does. Oh. And that movie became Skyscraper. Oh, yeah. You know, I haven't watched this yet. All right. Yeah. Yeah, George, so you don't feel bad? Oh. I watched it too. Okay, okay. good. <laughs> So I'm not alone in my <laughs> mind. I haven't seen it now. Watch out for the spoiler alerts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was tons of spoiler words. You know, you never guess what happens in it this movie. It was spoiled from the beginning. You don't have to have the alert <laughs> okay. part. It was just spoiled. So what made it so bad? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what the title denotes. There's a giant skyscraper. Emergency ensues, and he's got to save the day. And the outlandishness of the situations that he finds himself in. He's a one-legged man who... In a two-legged man's world. <laughs> or worse, and this isn't a trailer. He's, he's like... He's running across a crane and jumping what appears to be three or four hundred feet through I the remember air. There was so much debate oh, after that trailer came out, that leap that he made across the thing, this impossible like trajectory he took. I mean, yeah, I mean, because and especially a man that he's got to be pushing 265 pounds. He's going to drop like a stone <laughs> as soon as he gets to the end of that thing. There's no like track star Olympic athlete type of thing happening here. This guy is falling to his death immediately. But of course he makes it, he hangs on valiantly, gets into the building anyway. He's there trying to save his children. It does have some couple of decent actors and a couple of B-level people and stuff from different areas that I enjoyed. But man, it's just bad. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing else. This was like, he did a project and then he said, well, shit, I'm not working for the next two or three weeks. What can we do? Oh, we can burn a building up. Let's go do that. So it's like not bad enough to be so bad it's good. No, it's not even that. Like, like you guys talked about the Meg with reverence, and I haven't watched that yet, where because it was one of those, you know, it's a giant shark, but uh -huh. it was really, this is like, it's a giant tower, and it still uh, sucks. Nothing in it's it. It's really That's bad. too bad. All right. Well, I can't wait to watch it then. <laughs> I, I agree with you, George. I, I mean, I watched the whole thing. Hoping that something would mm -hmm. be good. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Right. When does the good part get here? <laughs> yeah. Like you said, you're like, okay, I, I was waiting for like a big, like the building to explode or collapse or some, some something. <laughs> oh, you know? I was waiting damn. for something. How obvious and bad was the foreshadowing in this thing, Mo? I mean, oh, like at the very beginning, hey, let me show you this high tech these... room for no reason yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> look, you can walk through here and you can't tell who you are because there's all these displays and mirrors and stuff. Like, Okay, so that's going to be the end yeah. fight scene. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I think I'm going to go watch it then. I, I, can't, I can't be left out of the party. <laughs> I, need to, I need to see what's so bad. <laughs> This is like uh, downsizing. You've convinced me to watch it to find the redeeming qualities. <laughs> <laughs> See how bad it is. At least this time I'm not alone. Mo agrees with me. Yeah, I totally agree with him on that. You won't find a 50 cent gift anywhere as good as a Hardy's gift check. Getting a Hardy's gift check is... Um, it's sure a lot more fun than getting underwear. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. 
The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work it's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Now we're into one of my favorite parts of the show, which is tech toys. And believe it or not, I actually have something to talk about this week. It's about damn time. You know, I've been trying to be good, (laughs) and then I just couldn't. Actually, John, I totally blame you. Oh, what else is new? What's the last thing? What's the last tech toy either of you purchased that you didn't blame on? And me? I think George will agree with me on this, though. You know, Mo, just to keep the trend going, I'm going to agree with you before you even talk about it because we've had this good agreement <laughs> thing going over the last few episodes that we didn't have for the first thirty or so. So go, Mo. Thank you. I appreciate that. That it's my fault. Oh, fair enough. So when we were at DragonCon mm-hmm. and I uh, used your gimbal for recording the parade, yeah, the, the the Osmo gimbal. Yep. Yeah, I decided to get a gimbal. Did you? And so I saw that there was two. There was the Osmo that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was another one called the Smooth 4. Right. Which was by a company called Z Yun, I think is how it's pronounced. Okay. Yeah. And there'll be a link in the show notes about it. And so I got one. Oh, all right. Now, this is, you say it's the Smooth S-M-O-O-T-H, because there's also one called Smooth S-M-O-V-E. Oh, no. This is with T-H. TH. Okay, cool. I looked at the ratings between the two because my I was first going to get the Osmo, obviously, because I know how that one works. But then I saw the review and the ratings were like almost exactly the same. Like, mm-hmm. So I said, you know, John has this one. Let me get this one. So if nothing else, we could compare them. Okay. And if I didn't like it, I'd return it and get the Osmo anyway. Right. So you used mine for a few hours. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. What's, what's your experience with this one? We all know gimbals are awesome, amazing magic. As a gimbal, it works great. I mean, just as a, a normal gimbal. Super easy to balance it. Super easy to use it. The software comes comes with is pretty cool because I didn't really use the Osmo software with yours. It's, you know, I just use, just hit play, you know, manually. Right. Sure. It has yeah, yeah. some more controls, some of which I like, some of which I think are totally unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> Such as? Like a zoom roller on the side. A zoom roller? Like, you know, like a spinner. Oh, like a dial. Like a dial. Okay. I thought you were making like a pasta, like you were talking well, yeah. about a bread <laughs> roller thing. <laughs> so you could zoom, but then everybody I've read says, okay, why would you ever zoom digital video? Unless it's optical. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that buddy's name was John. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. And it has a couple of little features, but it's like, uh, I think probably the Zoom 5 will be like, they'll fix some of the design flaws in it because I do find a couple things which I, one of the reasons I bought it was that it actually has the ability to, you could plug your phone into it to keep it charged, which I thought, oh, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, Osmo has oh. that too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 The problem is that where you set the phone, it covers up the part you charge it. Yeah. <laughs> Good oh. point. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I saw the Oswald, I guess, has the same problem with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, they need to kind of figure that one out because it's, it's totally useless otherwise. Yeah. Like it needs a little but Besides that, though, I mean, I really enjoy it. Good battery life. It seems like it does, like it has ability. I think Osmo has the same thing. Like as you're doing video, you could have a button so it could take pictures as you're doing the video. Mm-hmm. Well, add that to our uh, video making arsenal. Yeah, cool. like exactly. you guys have bought these because I've been wanting one, but now I get to let you guys do all the product testing for me by buying the different versions and then 
I'll get to pick the one that everybody likes. What the most. else is new, late adopter? Because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to start asking questions. Like, was there like a tripod mount on this thing? Or yes, there is. Know? Oh, there is. Sweet. There you go. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Yep. The one feature this one has I do like a little better than the Osmo is that there's almost like a trigger for changing. Like you know how you have it that it's either going to keep the same orientation or it'll rotate. Yep. There's a trigger yep. for controlling that instead of the front of it. It's on the back right. side. I got you. Yeah. The old Osmo had that and then the Osmo Mobile 2 got rid of that. So okay. I, th- I think the whole gimbal like industry is debating like what's the best interface. Yeah. You know, it's so. kind of like old phones. Like is it touch or swipe or you know what? I think they're trying to figure out what's the language of these. And uh, I think they're zeroing in on it. I think the trigger was pretty cool too. Like so. I said, that's why I think like the next generation probably of both the Osmo and this one will probably be better. <laughs> yep. Which is the one George can buy since he's the late adopter. Right. So good yes. for you. So what you do is we'll just rate him equally so he's a uh, agonize over it. <laughs> can I get Fair a enough. theme song for late adapter? Can that be like a do 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 the late adapter? <laughs> I think I think we just got it. <laughs> <There> and <you laughs> cut. <laughs> do 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 the late adapter. So that's what I got, though. So uh, how about you, George? I have something. I'm not going to call it a tech toy. I'm going to call this one just a straight up toy. We've covered that in I got Mascatron before. I mean, that's tech and toys and anything in that realm. So it totally fits. There's nothing really tech about this. This is just straight up plastic. There's no like hidden features or anything like that. But it's kind of cool. It definitely relates to Generation X. While we were at Dragon Con, I got to talk with and meet Gil Gerard. You guys remember him? Mm-hmm. Buck, Buck Rogers. Rogers, 25th century. At his table, he had some Buck Rogers pop vinyls. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen these before. And he said, funny you should ask. There's a reason why you haven't seen these before. They don't make them. And I'm like, I beg to differ. I see it on your table right now. <laughs> he explained to me, anybody can have a pop vinyl made by the company. You submit your design somehow and send it off to them, and they will charge you a fee for each pop vinyl you wish to buy. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of around 40 to $50 per vinyl. Really? Wow. So you could have yourself turned into a <laughs> pop vinyl if you wished, and that's exactly what Gil Gerard did. He made his own Buck Rogers pop vinyls. They're an extremely limited run. The one that I bought, which is Buck Rogers in his white flight suit. He only made eight of them. I bought the last one, number eight. It was a Hmm. very high price for a pop vinyl, ridiculous price, but it was Buck Rogers. I loved that show when I was a kid, so I had to have it. And? And that's it. I bought Buck Rogers <laughs> Pop Vinyl. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you could get your own Pop Vinyls made. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either until talking with him. He explained to me that he's reached out to the company before and asked them, are they planning on making a Buck Rogers? Because they've made every other TV show from all eras, basically. Yeah, really. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, Buck Rogers was just nothing that was ever on their radar. Maybe the people at Pop Vinyl didn't really watch the show. Maybe it wasn't you know, something in their cult of personality view or whatever. He's made three of them so far. The third one was on display. He had the prototype there that he wasn't going to sell. But the first one that he made was Buck Rogers in that black dress uniform from the first uh, mm-hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yep. Sure. I normally I wouldn't tell you the price, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you the price because there's no way in hell that A, I would ever sell it or B, anybody would ever offer me this amount of money for it in the future. <laughs> I paid ninety five dollars for this pop vinyl. Wow. Yeah. For a pop vinyl. He was proud of those. Yeah. It's cool <laughs> as hell. It's an extremely limited run, obviously. Yeah, boy. I mean, it may be worth something. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Maybe not right away, but 
since you said it's such a limited run. Yeah. Put together the uh, Gen X Grown Up Pop vinyls and start selling them. That's what I was wondering, right? (laughs) Of what, though? Of us? (laughs) Very, very popular. Oh, of course of us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we've sold single digits. Anyway, I put that in the list because I looked at the list a little bit ahead of time and saw that, John, you also have something that has the word Funko in it for your tech toy. You're not kidding. Funko has always been something that I have a love-hate relationship with because... (laughs) Like those damn pop vinyls are so freaking cute and they make something I like. I haven't even touched the Stranger Things ones because they have a hundred of them and I I like collecting things, but I get into one. I've got to buy them all, but I think they're so cool, but they do nothing. They're just little figures and you, the box is part of the collectibles. You never touch them and it's just, it could be paper mache in there. I would never know because I've never opened a pop vinyl in my life. It's just an illusion. Yeah, it's just it's an illusion inside of there. Went visiting down in St. Augustine yesterday to just kind of roam and peep around. It's a nice place to visit and just Mm -hmm. to kill a day. I had a day off and I went into one of the little toy stores that they have down Uh there and I stumbled across something manufactured by Funko and the top of my head exploded because I'm like, (laughs) this is amazing. Why has no one ever thought of this before? Oh, my God. So Funko has this series called Savage World. Okay. And they have made action figures that are masters of the universe. So (laughs) picture any given Masters of the Universe figure, right? He's kind of short, squat, super muscular. His arms are in the, you know, the Lou Ferrigno kind of double fist pose. The legs are kind of bowed out, right? It's just any Masters of the Universe figure. Okay. And they have a horror series. So they have... Leatherface, what? Michael Myers, oh, nice. Freddy Krueger. Oh, that's And they crazy. all look like Masters of the Universe, and they are just gorgeous. <laughs> so like a totally ripped Leatherface? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, like if they had a crossover, Masters of the Universe, right? And they said, you know what? I think we're going to have Jason Voorhees in Masters of the Universe. This is what he would have looked like. He would look just like <laughs> that. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, I got to see these. They introduced these back in February of the 2018 Toy Fair, and I found out that it's not just the horror series. They did a line of Mortal Kombat figures Uh-oh. that look like Masters of the Universe <laughs> characters. And the Thundercats. Oh, no way. Yes. <laughs> and when I first looked at the Thundercats, I'm like, oh, that's just more Masters of the Universe because it blended so well. I mean, you, get, you had Lion-O and you had the- <laughs> Panthar. The, and- all the, the characters that look just like they came straight out of Motu, but they're not. I was not. going to ask like Shitara, the little cheetah female Thundercat, like is she all ripped like that as well or? No, so I think all the female characters look like the females looked in Masters of the Universe. So like, okay, like a She-Ra like a She-Ra kind of character, gotcha. right? Because there were female characters in there, a little thinner. Like they have a Katana from Mortal Kombat is that slightly different mold. So they pretty much have a couple of molds. And Freddy Krueger has even got the claw on his, on his hand. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I, I didn't know they existed. And it's another thing I came across. I'm like, damn it, Funko, you've done it to me again. <laughs> damn you, Funko! So they're just carded action figures that look like Masters of the Universe cards that hang on a peg. Okay, so they're card they're card backs. They're not like in the box, like the... The not, not like pop, pop vinyls. vinyls. Okay. That's right. If you have any interest in Masters of the Universe or any of the other cool stuff like Mortal Kombat or Thundercats, or it's one of those crossover design kind of things that, damn it, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> oh, man. 
Ah, so we'll put some links down in the notes below. They're on Amazon. We'll put some links there. If yeah. you if you think you want them and you know, order through the link, you might help GXG a little bit, but you definitely should take a look at them. Uh, they run like 15 bucks a pop. Oh, not, not $90 or $95? No, not $95. <laughs> like George's Funko stuff. Give them a look, if nothing more than just to go, what a great idea. And you could also, like me, be mad that you didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> you run your mill with the same kind of skill that's been passed through your family to you. You're the kind of a man likes to work with his hands. Beach nuts the tobacco you chew. And Gen X Grown Up now returns you to your regularly scheduled segment of games. What's in the pipe for games today, Mo? I'm confused. <laughs> wow, that was what? so subdued and official. I was, trying to, like I was trying to go like really smooth. Yeah, I was trying to <laughs> trying to play one of those like the easy listening radio guys or something. But you, I don't know that man. Owen Wilson does easy listening radio, but if he did. <laughs> now we know what it sounds like. Wow. Okay. I, oh, I needed a second to get my bearings, but I'm there. Okay. Okay. All right. I found a, a new game called well, relatively new. It's called The Walking Dead, the final chapter. It's a Telltale game. Yeah, that's the final one of that series. There have been, well, I think it's the actually, third or fourth one. It's even worse than that. Why? I just saw the news yesterday. Telltale Games fired almost everybody. What? You're mm-hmm. kidding me. Uh, there's down to a yeah, skeleton crew that. of like 25 people because they have to do a Stranger Things thing for Netflix. They're like committed to it. And they say that the, whether or not they're going to do the rest of the chapters of this Walking Dead is up in the air. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so this is the final chapter. You're talking about whether or not they're going to do the rest of the episodes in the yeah, final chapter? Yeah, the rest chapter? of the episodes. Yes, the rest of the episodes. But they should already the be air. done before they release the first one. They, they're not Apparently committed not to so. doing any more. Wow, that's horrible. That whole franchise has been built on getting to this point. If they don't finish that, no, people their company's pissed. done. No, the company's already done, I think. Really? The company's just completely done? They're not going to retool yeah. or anything? They were just mismanaged. They grew. I mean, they had 250 employees. Well, they needed them. Did you see some of those games they were putting out? I mean, yeah, well, all the, all the Lego games they're involved in. Yeah, well, they said yeah. they were just trying to do too much too fast. Uh, the management was not very good, either financially and just managing the people. Like, there was just too many hours. People got burned out. Wow. And all the people they let go, the 200-plus people, no one got severance. Wow. Oh, yeah. And they were just just let go. And this is a company. They were Man. based in Silicon Valley area. So, you know, it's not inexpensive living there. The only good bright spot, if there is one, is that apparently Telltale is really good at hiring very talented people. So the fact that they work there should help them get another job. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a good reputation. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you, I mean, I really enjoyed the games. To me, they're kind of like visual Zork. You know, like graphic novels. Yeah, kind yeah of. exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, because it's something. So saying open door, you walk to the door. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were mm-hmm. kind of precursors to some games we love, like Life is Strange. If it wasn't for the Telltale games, you'd have never had Life is Strange, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a very similar kind of format. So I, when I'm SAGs, I thought they started a whole new genre and I thought they had some really high quality stuff. And if they don't finish this ser- the episodes, I'm going to be pretty pissed because I played through the first one. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a game that you, you are actively playing. I played then. the first episode because, you know, each episode only takes you like maybe half hour, 45 minutes generally. Right? Sure. Yeah. Of course. Um, so right, I right. did the first episode and this is before I found out that they weren't possibly not doing anymore. <laughs> and but I was like, oh man, mm. this is kind of cool. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I like to see what happens with Clementine. Right. Then I saw the news. I was like, oh, 
Man, are you kidding me? The the bottom's going to drop out of sales on this thing. Once that hit the news, you're going to start seeing sales on this game like crazy because nobody's going to want to pay full price. No. Or what about the poor people who bought the season passes that they usually sell for these things? Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, you bought the season pass and you only get one episode. People are going to lose their shit. Yeah. I saw somebody had wrote uh, in an article about this. They said that their whole thing was like because their release schedule is so vague and sporadic for previous stuff. Mm -hmm. That generally right. they waited till everything came was out done when it came out. and then bought it. Yeah. They just waited. That's usually what I did. Yeah. And so because of that, they don't have sell the sales like, apparently <laughs> of the Walking Dead one were not very good because probably because people were waiting. Wow. So yeah, so that's the depressing. All I can mm-hmm. say is thank mm-hmm. God they're not in charge of the Life is Strange franchise. No, no, that's that's going strong. But John, I see uh, you're playing a brand new game, huh? I am. Yeah, from a company that hasn't died. Thank <laughs> God. Hopefully. Yeah. I never played the early Tomb Raider games on PlayStation, but when they made their uh, Switch over to kind of modern consoles and PCs, I started to pick them up and I enjoyed them because kind of it's the type of game I enjoy, a single person adventure puzzle sort of thing. As of the reboot of the Tomb Raider series, probably about three or four years ago, I guess, where they kind of went back to her origin when she's kind of what the the motion picture that came out a couple of years back was based Mm -hmm. on. I've really, really enjoyed kind of going back to the beginning of Lara Croft and the shadow of the Tomb Raider just came out last week. Uh, I found it on sale for eh, less than less price. I think it was 60 bucks new. And I think I got it for like 45. Thanks to isthereanydeal.com. <laughs> I've been digging through. I'm probably about eight hours into it. Oh, okay. On, on the one hand, it's more of the same. But on the other hand, that more of the same is perfect because the last one, they tuned it so well. It really just advances Lara Croft. We, we saw her in the first episode that just called Tomb Raider. Just They started over. That one, she was kind of like, she wasn't an established kind of archaeologist adventurer. She just kind of got stranded on an island and had to use all these skills and stuff right. to become who she is. And now in this one, man, she will blast on fools. She'll put a knife in somebody's throat. Wow. It was, it was a big deal in the first episode, the first time she killed someone. Oh, yeah. And it, it really injured her emotionally. And now she does not have a problem with that. You come up and stealth kill guys and bonus points. Good job. It's really, it's no problem. Really, really well done. Dude, comment you made about, you know, more of the same, sometimes more of the same is not always a bad thing if they do it well, right? So basically you're just like continuing with the adventure of, you don't have to I add totally new agree. bells and whistles yeah. to every iteration, I don't think. It's like this episode of the podcast. It's more of the same, but the same is amazing. Exactly. So tune in again. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> I'm probably about eight hours in to this uh, release. I got to call out one of the best levels there is that you could have a flashback movie and you could have some dialogue that explains your history, but she's asleep at a campsite dreaming, kind of like after you've kind of two, three hours in. And there's a whole level you play as like an 11-year-old Lara Croft at Croft Manor, and you see her developing the personality and the skills. She has like this big fort that she climbs around on the fort. And then she wants to get into her dad's secret study where she has this museum kind of pieces. And so... She's narrating herself. The adventurer, Lara Croft, has to get into the... <laughs> oh, and she's see. talking okay. to herself as you climb the outside of the building and shimmy across gutters, all the things you do in the game. But you do it as this little kid that there's no there are no stakes. There's no monsters. Right. There's no traps. It's just her kind of getting into dangerous scenarios and doing the amazing climbing Prince of Persia kind of leaps. And what a way to kind of do a flashback and a little bit of character development. You see her history and you see her remembering her dad and her mother a little bit before they pass. I have a couple of observations about that, John. Yeah. I think I know why, A, you really liked it so much and B, why it's so cool. I think, A, you really liked it a lot because you have a daughter 
And those types of stories always appeal to you when you can see that backstory and how the girl became a woman, that kind of a thing. True, fair and enough. And B, that sounds like they really paid attention to people who love the game Life is Strange and kind of brought that same motif into that particular element of the game. That's a very powerful story element for sure, because it it's another thing to get you to buy into caring about the character. And I'm glad that they're doing that. It makes me want to pick up. I've never played the Tomb Raider games because to me, they were just the next shoot 'em up type of first person things. And I didn't really care about that, but this seems like this new series might be something I should check out. If you're already a fifth of the way through of getting your Corys, it's got to be worth it. I think it is. I really is. I'm glad you put it that way, George. I think anybody who's like you hasn't really gotten into this Tomb Raider series, or maybe they just, all they think of it as is the, you know, the blocky big boobed character on PlayStation with two guns. It really isn't that anymore. It's an adventure game. At its core, it's a big puzzling game, like a big platforming Mm -hmm. puzzler with a lot of scaling and climbing and stuff, a little bit of light combat, but they have really, they've cranked up the story a lot. Even the cutscenes go on a lot longer, so you get to know about the characters. There's more to it than a run and gun by far. In fact, I almost never use my guns in this game. The bow and arrow and knife is a way better way to get things done, and it's more satisfying so i don't know if mo have you taken a look at this one i know that you have been playing the tomb raiders oh, yeah. what do you think of this one or are you going to take a look well, at I, it? i'm definitely going to take a look at it matter of fact i was looking seeing how much it costs to buy it now <laughs> as we speak yeah. but you know i played the first like the first reboot one and like i said i really enjoyed right. it because it was like i like things with a story i like the the puzzle part of it the challenges and i like having games right. that give you an option of okay you have the main line storyline here and then there's all these little side things you could do because that to me they keeps do. it you fresh. Do as much or as little as you want like you know i don't feel like following the whole storyline i'm gonna do this tomb and you can so i'm pretty excited yeah so i'm definitely gonna be picking this one up yeah it, it, crank it up you got a good graphics card it, it'll blow your mind with the weather effects and everything i hope you uh, both will check it out i've been enjoying it and i think i uh as with we have the Corey system that says you should get an hour for every dollar you spend i think it's been 45 bucks maybe eight hours in at 20%. I think it shouldn't be a problem. I'm, I'm, and I and it's one that I actually, it's not just a sliding scale. I think I will actually finish it as opposed to on a trajectory to finish it. It's uh, It keeps pulling <laughs> yeah, me through. You get to a point and be like, all right, and then realize you were 80% done. And Yeah. <laughs> what appears to be the surface of the moon is in reality a Victor's cough drop. Made a very special way, Victor's has thousands of tiny craters the naked eye cannot see. Before we get out of the show, we like to take a moment here toward the end to talk about what things we're looking forward to that will release or come out or be published or be available between now and the next time we get together for the show. Mo, what do you have on your radar? Coming out early October is the new Venom movie. Oh, yeah. Which I mm-hmm. am like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it has Tom Hardy. You know, who mm-hmm. I think is an amazing actor. Uh, even Woody Halston's. I mean, just just the cast looks amazing. But can they capture Venom in the movie <laughs> properly? I don't know. So it could be either it's going to be amazing or it's going to really be bad. <laughs> I think it's one of those two extreme kind of movies. <laughs> I'm hoping one it's amazing because <laughs> visually Venom, I think, is going to be incredible to see in the movie theater. Will they be able to pull it off? Uh, I hope so. Well, it'll be the second time we've seen Venom in the movie theater. I mean, he was in the third Spider-Man film. Yeah, but that wasn't very good. <laughs> the third, second run Spider-Man film. I mean, I'm looking forward. You know, I'm a comic book guy. I'm kind of looking forward to this one a little bit, but... In truthfulness, I've never liked 
the retconned Venom because the first Venom that I grew up with, the one that I knew was from Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, where Spider-Man first got the black outfit, you know, by going to the mm-hmm. battle world that the Beyonder created. And he thought of the costume and he didn't realize that it was going to be an alien life form. And so he started wearing it and then it took over and became him. But the whole Venom retcon thing, then it now it's like an alien life form that crash lands on the planet through an asteroid and takes over and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I guess I just, it's hard for me to buy into it because I really enjoyed the original character development so much. And that's October 5th. Yeah, right? October 5th. Well, I'll definitely see it. I mean, it looks good. And Tom Hardy, it's worth seeing. So. Yeah, exactly. Just for that, I think it's worth a shot. They're going to pump enough money into it that it's going to be a spectacle at least, whether it's going to be a shitty spectacle or a fun spectacle is what we're waiting <laughs> right. to find out, right? Yeah, really. John, you're looking forward to something that we're really all looking forward to. And I think we have touched on this topic at least twice already in this podcast. At least. Which is, <laughs> uh, life is strange. We've talked about before, but we had before the storm, we had the adventures of Captain Prequel, whatever that thing was that dropped. <laughs> But the Life is Strange (laughs) 2. Well, it was. That thing was, it was a freaking 30 minute playable ad for Life is Strange 2. Yep, it was. Finally, Life is Strange 2, episode one, is dropping the day this show comes out, September 27th. Wow. uh, I don't even have to go buy it because I bought it when they first announced it. So now it feels like it's free. I already bought it. Like when it downloads for my Steam client, it's going to be like, I didn't even have to pay for this wondrous joy that I'm about to experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost free. <laughs> and we know a little bit about it. A couple of trailers have dropped. It's about boys this time. It's two Don't brothers. Don't tell me. I haven't watched any of the trailers. What are you doing? Why don't you watch, well, watch the trailers? Because what I want for. to experience it from okay. the beginning. No, no, no. no, no I'm sorry. I, I'm going to have to call shenanigans on this one. You can't say that <laughs> talking about a trailer is... That's spoilers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, it's not. Trailers are, by nature, they're spoilers for whatever it is you're going to watch. Mm. Uh, Okay. Anyway, (laughs) the two boys have maybe some kind of powers, kind of out of the Stranger Thingsy or whatever. You really don't know. Yeah, they don't tell you that. I'm hoping it's going to connect back to the uh, the Captain Awesome. uh, Was it? It was an amazing boy, Captain Spirit. Thank you. (laughs) I'm hoping it'll connect back to the Captain Spirit and explain how he fell out of the treehouse and didn't hit the ground. I'm thinking maybe the boys had something to do with that because I don't think the little kid had any powers of his oh. own. Either way, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, September 27th. As you're listening to this, it's now available. Don't get too amped up because it's the first of five episodes that'll be released sparingly <sighs> over the next several slow. months, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but but oh, what uh, a glorious pain it will be. I'm sure it's going to be enjoyable. Very you cool. know, for a long time, I never understood why my kids would say things like, I'm not going into work today because this new game is released. You know what? I think I'm calling in sick today when this you know, you when this it? comes in. I think I'm just calling in sick. <laughs> I'm just going to stay home, watch the download happen, and start playing immediately. I, I won't be able to stop myself. It's going to be stupid because then I'm going to be like, how long have I got to wait for the next episode? But yeah, <laughs> right. You know, give yourself a breather. <laughs> There's an adventure in every bowl of alphabets. True. While eating alphabets, a fierce lion attacked me. So I ate him. Then a terrible giant tried to scare me. 
So we'll date him. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. That once again will wrap it up for another episode of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. We will be back again with another show in two weeks, but we'll be back next week with the Backtrack, which you know is the show between our regular episodes where we pick a single topic from our Gen X youth and dig in deep. Mo, what are we talking about next week? Radio Shack. Ah, Radio Shack. (laughs) From beloved franchise to parody of itself to virtually nothing, but... We're going to go back. It's something that's kind of around, but boy, is it ch- boy has it changed oh over God, time between kidding. when we were growing up to now. So you don't want to miss that one next week. Backtrack on Radio Shack. Until then, I am John. Thanks so much for being here, Mo. Hey, man. Always fun. And George, appreciate you. Yes, sir. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. So we're going to talk about Radio Shack and our next backtrack. You want to miss that one next week. Well, actually, Until they don't then, want to miss it. I am ju- what did I say? You want to miss it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'll, 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 I'll try that again. I, I guess we have a blooper then, don't we? <laughs> Don't forget to miss it. <laughs> Check. <laughs> I hear the radio dials clicking off as we speak. <laughs> Three, two. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.